This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Got my buddies Brad Allen, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Happy New Year. We have the uh, bipolar weather in here in Wisconsin. <laughs> I know. I know we got folks that tune in all over, but right. We we had like some pretty late in the season sixties and seventies. Then yes, a couple weeks ago we had what minus thirty five with the wind I think chill. It was negative sixty seventy. Yeah. yeah, and then back in the forties, all the snow <laughs> yeah. melted. So. And when you have that kind of swing, when it's 40 degrees out, that's that you could go swimming in that weather. Well, listen, wind, wind chill, negative 35 to 40, that's what, 75 degree swing? I mean, right. it's yeah, impressive. It's crazy. I was wearing shorts, that flip-flops on, just yeah. taking out the garbage in the morning. Felt great. If you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. That's right. Yeah. My oldest daughter goes to school in, in Florida, and you go down there this time of year, and, and, you know, central to northern Florida can get, you know, and this this month can get a little bit cooler, and but it, it hits like the 50s or 50, yeah. and they're in parkas. Snow suits. And yeah. yeah. yeah uh... <laughs> Did you hear during the Packer game, they said it was the second coldest game on Christmas? Uh, actually, the second coldest game in Miami uh, ever. It was 46 yeah. degrees. Right. Kickoff, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Didn't affect the Packers much. <laughs> no. yeah. But all the, all the Dolphins players had on the long sleeves. <laughs> yeah, I bet they did. I bet they did. But great topic this week, guys. I want to talk a little bit, uh, depending on how, maybe how busy you were during the holidays. You may have caught it, may have missed it. But on December 23rd of last year, 2022, the clock was ticking and Congress passed the Secure Act 2.0. That was part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act. It's a $1.65 trillion, with a T, trillion-dollar omnibus spending package to keep the government running. And the new retirement legislation, while it wasn't quite as, as much of a game-changer as the original SECURE Act, it did make some significant changes to retirement account rules. A lot of these impacted workplace plans rather than IRAs. But it's important to note that not all of these changes were effective immediately or even this year in 2023. Some don't apply till next year, 2024, and some don't take place for a decade. There was 90 plus changes, but I want to highlight some of the key ones. I know the folks that tune in are either retired or zooming in on retirement, so we want to focus on some of those topics. And Brad, I think one of the Maybe the first year you hit it, it can feel a little confusing. Parts of retirement is this business RMD or required minimum distribution. Break down for us what that is, and then we'll talk about some of the changes under this new bill. You bet. Yeah, so the the RMD is a percentage that you have to take out of a tax-deferred account. So if you have a 401k, a traditional IRA, a 403b, any account that you have not paid taxes on yet, the government at a certain age wants you to start taking money out so you'll pay taxes on it. And it used to be 70 and a half. That was the magic age. It was pretty confusing because, you know, who, who remembers their 70 and a half birthday? It was, it was the year you turned 70 and a half, but it was confusing. And then a couple of years back, they changed it to 72. And now they're changing it again. The age for required minimum distributions is increasing to 73 starting in 2023. This age will increase to 75, but not until January 1st, 2033. 
anyone currently subject to RMDs, anybody that had hit the 70 and a half or the 72 mark and they're currently taking required minimum distributions out, you will still have to keep doing that going forward. This is going forward, not uh, looking back in the past there. So uh, required minimum distributions, you just have to remember, you have to remember to take them out each year. Hopefully, you know, at least for our client's sake, uh, we tell them how much they have to take out, when they have to take it out by, but hopefully if you're working with an advisor, they'd let you know what to take out, when to take it out. But if you miss it, there's a penalty for missing that. We'll talk about that in a in a bit here. But those RMDs do start to add up. And they're one of the biggest reasons why most people we meet, they're in a pretty high tax bracket in their 70s, a lot higher than what they thought they would be in retirement, sometimes even higher than when they were working, right? Because you think about those required minimum distributions, you're taking that money out of a tax deferred account. Therefore, it counts as income for the year, right? And the more income you have, the more they start taxing your social security. If you're lucky enough to have a pension, that counts as income. If you have real estate income, you know, all that counts as income for the year. And in most people's 70s, they might be in one of the higher tax brackets of their life at that point because they didn't plan ahead for it. So that's just my way of saying, Tony, you maybe start putting a plan together earlier before 73, you know, what can I do today that's going to minimize those Roth conversions or I'm sorry, those RMDs in the future that could be Roth conversions. It could be drawing money out from an account while you're in a lower tax bracket earlier on in retirement. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but it comes with the plan. How, what, what is the best way for you and your family? You know, we can talk generalities, but every plan's going to look a little bit different. Um, because every, every person's a little bit different. Every, every income's a little bit different. Every social security, every amount that somebody saves. So you have to have put a different plan together for everybody. Yeah, the required minimum distribution, they make people nervous because they, it just seems complicated. It's one of those TLAs, those three-letter acronyms that people get, get confused about. But basically the government's saying, as Brad was saying, that you need to take this money out and pay taxes on it. And it, there's a factor based on your life expectancy. So that if, if you die on schedule, you would take all of the money out by the time you expired. Um, so it goes up a little bit every year um, based on the percentage that's coming out, but the account value is going to change too. So it's, uh, it's, it's not as complicated as it seems. It's, the, it's based on the account value on, the, on December 31st of the prior year. So throw that factor in there. You have to factor in all of your different um, uh, qualified accounts, 401ks, IRAs, and that amount has to come out during the, like your, your 2023 required minimum distribution has to come out this year. It can come out the first day of the year. It can come out the last day. A lot of times people try and smooth it out and take out a little bit every month, you know, divide it by 12. It's just got to come out. Otherwise, there's a big penalty. Big penalty. And that penalty now, part of the new act has been reduced a bit. Used to be 50%. This year, 2023, it's going down to 25%. And so long as you correct it in time and manner, it's further reduced to 10%. So that was nice to see because I think to your point, Randy, especially when it was 70 and a half, it was so weird with that half year. But, um, you know, it was sometimes missed unintentionally. And that used to really sock you with a 50% penalty. Yeah, it doesn't, I haven't seen it too often, but I remember meeting with an 82 year old woman one time and she'd never taken an RMD. Oof. She had never gotten any professional help and she got to the point that she wanted when we looked in there. I'm like, okay, we've got a number of years here that we need to take out the, not only do you have to pay the penalty, you still need to take out the required minimum distribution. Right, so right. this would have lessened that bite a little bit. Yeah, that's for sure. A few other changes, Brad. One of the techniques we like to use for, 
charitable planning. I think there's been a lot of changes. If you think about this last tax code change, we went to this bigger standard deduction, but it meant a lot of people could no longer deduct their charitable contributions because they weren't doing it long form. But a great technique for that is what's called a QCD or qualified charitable distribution if you qualify. And some of the rules there have changed a little bit. Yeah, and a QCD is, uh, you know, if you want to give money to charity, what is the best way to do that at certain points in your life, right? And if you're over a certain age, QCDs are one of the best ways to give to church, charity, whatever it looks like for you, you and your family. And it's called a qualified charitable distribution. So it's taking money out of an IRA and sending it to a qualified charity or church. And it counts as an RMD for you, but it doesn't count as income. So instead of you taking it from your taxable account, like a bank account or money you already paid taxes on, could that be a strategy for you going forward? So starting in 2023, a one-time only $50,000 QCD to a charitable gift annuity, a charitable remainder a unit trust, or a charitable remainder annuity trust will be allowed. It used to be where the amount that went from your IRA had to go directly to the charity, otherwise it didn't count, but now you have these other options as well. Also, the QCD limit of $100,000 will be indexed for inflation starting in 2024. Um, so just a couple small changes there, but I would suggest if you have not looked into this and you, and you are charitable minded, this may be a strategy you haven't looked at yet, but could make a big difference long-term in a plan. And these, like the RMD, can be very confusing as well. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with just the ages. So you cannot do a qualified charitable distribution until you're 70 and a half. So that is still tied to the two times back um, RMD age, you know, it went from 70 and a half to 72, now to 73 and moving on. Um, but so when you reach 70 and a half, you don't have a required minimum distribution, but you can take out a qualified charitable distribution. So you've got a little, a couple of windows there that you can take advantage of uh, that, that uh, tax benefit. And then once you do get to RMD age, you could give your RMD to charity and, and beyond. If your RMD is 30, you can give up to 100,000 now. So they, they're, they're, they're complicated, but they're fantastic for the, for the right people. Boy, it's just a great way if you're not utilizing any of the more advanced charitable strategies, it's a great way to take advantage of that. You know, I've had, <clears throat> pardon me, clients over the years that say, well, you know, I'm putting 10 or $20 a week in a, in a basket at church or whatever it might be, so I'm just not giving enough. But if you add that up, 10 to 20 bucks a week, that's 500 to 1000 a year. Mm -hmm. You know, why write that out of the checkbook or put cash in when we can have that come directly out of your IRA no, no tax to you, and, and the church or the charity gets the same amount of money. So it, it can be a really simple way so long as you're 70 and a half and have those IRAs. It can be a really simple way if you're giving even it doesn't, you know, if you're giving more substantially, we may want to do this at a bigger level or implement some other charitable strategies, but it can be a great way to make sure you're doing that from the best tax perspective. Randy, you know, we talk about it a lot. I mean, one of my favorite favorite things is ta let's say it together tax free <laughs> just has a nice ring to it i found my soundboard again so <laughs> but all kidding aside we talk about ross a lot really great strategy tax planning probably one of the largest missing pieces but there are some changes to roths and how those are working under this new bill yeah, I, I like this one as well because it, it makes things consistent. So you you never had a required minimum distribution from a Roth IRA, but you did from a Roth 401k. 
So that caused a lot of confusion. That was where sometimes things were missed because it's challenging for us in this industry to keep track of all the rules. And if you're not doing this on a daily basis, there's virtually no chance that you're not going to step on some of these landmines. This change in Secure Act 2 got rid of that. So there's no longer a required minimum distribution from a Roth in a qualified plan. So you still have, there's still RMDs on your IRA and your 401k, but, you, but your Roth IRA and your Roth 401k are now consistent in that they neither of them has an RMD. I never understood that one, so I'm glad they changed it. It was, I had a client ask me one time, why'd they do that? And I said, I don't know. I think sometimes they just forget, and sometimes I think there's a devious element to it because there's a, you know, if you miss some things, we've talked in the past about the compression of the tax brackets after one of the spouses passes on. You know, did that, was that just something that slipped through, or they just planned that for, oh, yeah, now the, the RMD is going to put you in a higher tax bracket because the brackets are compressed. So there's some things that, that slip through, like the uh, 70 and a half for the qualified shareholder distribution. Some of it's just pure evil. They have yeah. a button for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I do. Hold on. How about that one? There it is. That's <laughs> an evil sound, right? Well, I think that, that, that trend toward Rothification is what they call it continues as, as Congress seeks to... Uh, Immediate tax revenue. That's what they're looking for here. And, and, and with SEP and simple plans, uh, they can allow Roth contributions beginning in 2023. So this year going forward, you can put Roth money into SEP and simple plans. Further, all plan catch-up contributions for over 50 years over higher income employees must be Roth contributions starting in 2024. And then, you know, so they're making some changes here to get more money into those employer-sponsored Roths. Um, and then it also used to be that employers couldn't contribute to a Roth. They could only contribute to a, a traditional portion of their 401k. That also is changing here. So it's good. You know, the, the, the Roth IRA is so much more beneficial in the future. Uh, for retirees, especially later on in your 70s, the fact that they're adding these little things that could help progress that later on down the road is, is important. I think it's going to be a nice change. Yeah, really important to look at. And Roth can make a lot of sense. You really need to make sure it's an active part of the plan, not just an afterthought. For some people, Roth may not make sense, but whether you're doing Roth contributions in your working years or, or considering Roth conversions, it can be a really effective uh, planning technique for retirement. And, and Randy, the last thing, oh, there's over 90-plus changes in this new bill, but the last one I want to talk about that does affect some retirees is, is some changes to the 529 plan. So tell us a little bit about what a 529 plan is and then some of the changes that just happened. Yeah, 529 plan is a great way to put money away for college. Uh, but up until this recent uh, change with the SECURE Act too, if you didn't, need the money for college or wanted to use it for something else, it wasn't really a palatable option. Um, but it's great if you're using it for college. But let's say you get to the point where you're done with college and there's money left over or you got a scholarship or you didn't go to college. With this new rule, you could roll over up to $35,000 from a 529 plan into a Roth IRA. Now, there's some guidelines with that. The money has to have been in there for 15 years. You can't do it all in one year. You can only do up to the Roth contribution limit. But it is a really nice way to take money that was intended for college and redirect it towards retirement. Yeah, really important. Because I, I think, to your point, that's probably the one of the biggest objections people would make. Uh, you know, what if Johnny doesn't go to school? Or, you know, I, I'm kind of, in, in a sense, I, I'm in that boat as well. My oldest daughter's 
you know, quite a competitive athlete, and she ended up getting a lot more scholarships than I ever imagined. So we, we didn't use all the money for her, and under the old rules, I could transfer that to some of my other kids. But this is a nice option to say, hey, there's a great benefit to, to be able to do this as long as you follow the rules. And I think that's just one of the nice changes. And, again, these things really need to be part of an active overall plan. Brad, I know when you sit down with folks, you know, that, that idea of a holistic plan, these different pieces and parts working together can be quite refreshing for people. Well, what you do in one area is going to affect other areas, and, and you might not see it up front, but I'll give you a little example. You know, what you do in your investments at 63 years old might affect your Medicare premiums at 65, right? They look two years behind to figure out what your premiums are going to be going forward. Or what you do with Social Security could have a big impact tax-wise. If you take Social Security too soon or too late, uh, tax-wise, you might be in a much higher tax bracket in your 70s because you, you didn't draw from the accounts at the right time earlier in retirement. So putting this plan together, you know, a lot of plans that come in, a lot of people have a portfolio, but not necessarily a plan. You know, they have stocks and bonds, they have risk levels that they want to be at and those kind of things. But they don't have the entire plan, the holistic plan. You know, they don't have the income plan. Where am I going to draw from first? When do I take Social Security? Not only when do I take it, but how does it work with everything else that I have? You know, what are my investment strategies? Do I have different buckets to draw from no matter what? Uh, how aggressive do I want to be? What am I going to do for health care? Do I have an estate plan? What, what kind of tax strategies can I utilize early on? All these things work together to make that plan successful or make that person's life, you know, in retirement successful in the long run. So you can't you can't discount any of the parts of the plan, right? The plan works together. You have to have it all together. And and that's what I think we do best at Drake and Associates. It's not discounting any stops along the way. It's saying, OK, let's make sure we cover all these bases so that we can get to home uh, I was trying to use a sports analogy, but I lost it. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very important and, and part of what we do here for everybody we work with. And it, it is something a little bit different. It's not to suggest that, you know, so many advisors just focus on the investments, and that's not right or wrong, but you just have to understand the challenge you're accepting in that, in that type of a relationship that now my tax planning I have to figure out somewhere, my income planning, I got to figure out how to deal with health care, family continuity, succession planning. There's a lot of, you know, different parts and pieces that you'll have to get different professionals, and we found having a team solving all those issues can be really beneficial if you have questions about the new secure act 2.0 or about comprehensive retirement planning we'd sure love to help you've been listening to the retirement ready show hey podcast fans if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com here you can download educational white papers sign up for educational no obligation workshops or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.
Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.